by faith. Um, it is January the 3rd, 2020. And least to say that we have had quite a few events take place in the year already. And it hasn't even been um, a week yet. It hasn't even been a week. And we have so many things that are happening all too fast. All of a sudden, but not really surprising, I'll say. Not really surprising. Um, as you know, we're having some tensions with Iran. Um, Iranian uh, forces attacked a U.S. embassy in Baghdad uh, just a few days ago. Which resulted in casualties. Um, Americans got killed. Um, I'm pretty sure there are other people in the area who live in the area were probably killed as well. Because um, a lot of these Iranian Muslim militants, they really don't have any regard for human life. And they will destroy anything around them just to get to uh, their target. So our president here in the United States, Donald Trump, said, you know, you know, what you did was a was an act of war. It's unforgivable and there will be consequences. And I was reading the Drudge Report. Um, I believe it was the first of January. And basically, Iran did not believe anything that came out of Trump's mouth. Um, saying that he was bluffing, saying that he wasn't serious. They just didn't take whatever he said um, for being something that they should be concerned about. Well, yesterday, he <laughs> something happened, um, and I'm, I really hope to God, you know, children of God, believers in Christ, that you are not living under a rock and that you are actually paying attention to what's going on because this is some very, very serious stuff that's occurring right now. Biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes, okay? Um, a U.S. airstrike killed a Iranian top commander yesterday, and this was in a direct, direct retaliation to what Iran did to the U.S. embassies. Um, just... A little under a week. So Donald Trump was not bluffing. He was telling the truth. About getting revenge. And that's exactly what he did. Now. A lot of people here in the United States. Have mixed feelings about it. A lot of people are saying that. What he did was the right thing. It was the act of a commander in chief. Who is defending his country. A lot of individuals are praising him, but on the left side, I'll say, they're saying that he's crazy, that they knew this was going to happen if he had gotten to office when tensions have always been high with the Middle East long before he came into office. But that's another story. I don't want to make this a political, uh, a political issue on this podcast. I just don't. That's not what this place is for. But they're all, but but the, I think the the worst of the worst I heard was, you know, he is trying to declare war. 
Now I, I find that incredibly hard to believe when this when this um this this airstrike from the Iranian military killed several United States soldiers and casualties at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. So I don't understand how he's the declaring war when Iran clearly struck blood first. All Donald Trump did was retaliate, which, in my opinion, was the right thing to do. But again, I'm not going to sit here and make this podcast all about what's going on over there. I mean, we can do that another day. But the point of this podcast is where is the attention of everybody? Where is everyone's attention? What is it that everyone is thinking about? What are they focusing on? Okay, so I'm going to read some scripture here. Um, first Peter five. First Peter five. Verse eight. And it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, excuse me, as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, we have heard this verse, I'm sure, plenty of times, a lot of times. But I think a lot of people hear it and then it goes in one ear and out the other and then they continue to go about living their lives, doing the things of the world, doing whatever it is they do in their routine. Honestly, I believe they just go back to their lives and they don't meditate on this verse. And I feel that um, as believers in Christ, Christians, we really need to be meditating on the word day and night. Just like Psalms 1 tells us to. Okay. So I'm going to read it again and then we're going to go ahead and go over it and then we're going to compare it to the modern day Christian. Again, it's 1 Peter 5 um, verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he could devour. So the devil, Satan himself, is always watching us. He's always watching to see when we let our guard down. He's always watching to see if we are praying. He's always watching to see if we're going to church and if we're reading our Bibles. He's always watching to see if we are being the ambassadors of Christ that we're supposed to be um, every day, pretty much. If you are saved by the blood of Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells within you, you are a child of God, which means that you represent God with your words, with your actions, with your life. And the scripture here is saying that Satan is, he's, he's just roaming and he's seeking and he's watching, hovering over people to see whom he can trip up. Whom he can cause to stumble. Whom he can cause to fall into sin. First part of verse 8 says to be sober and to be vigilant. Be sober and to be vigilant. You know, a lot of people when they think sober, 
they're associated with, you know, uh, abstaining from alcohol and not becoming drunk or tipsy or anything like that. That's not what this is. This is talking about. I'm pretty sure that that can fall within this category. But to be sober means to not be drunk of the things of the world, not to indulge in the flesh, not to be so distracted that you can't even pay attention to the things that are going on around you. So many people are buried in their phones, looking down, texting, Facebooking, Instagramming. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I myself don't use social media, but I try to make a conscious effort to not allow my device, my smartphone to distract me from my surroundings. Many people do not analyze their surroundings anymore because they're so busy and they're so distracted by their phones. Being distracted by your devices is a form of not being sober, not being in in a state of mind to where you can be rational and you can analyze a situation or analyze something that's going on in the world and put two and two together. It's very hard to do that when you're not sober and you're drunk with entertainment, like you're drunk with football or if you're drunk with video games, or if you're drunk with movies, or if you're drunk with relationship drama, or if you're drunk with music, you know? It's not just about liquor, folks. There's a lot of things that can cause you to be drunk. And next to be sober, it says to be vigilant. To be vigilant. To always be on alert. To when you when you see something wrong... It is your job to tell people what's going on. Like if you know a storm's coming, it is the vigilant thing to do to go and warn everybody else that that storm is coming. Like, don't just think of yourself. A lot of people tend to just think of themselves when they find out some bad news and they just go and hiding in some bunker while everybody else is out and about unaware of the trouble that's coming and you are alone safe of course while everybody else is waiting to be slaughtered i think that is a very selfish ridiculous way to live your life and it's in in the same as far as not you knowing the gospel and not giving the gospel to people who've never heard it or people who need it it's the same thing. You're keeping something away from people that they need to know, especially something that you benefited from. To be vigilant. You know, I try my best to blow the trumpet. I try my best to blow the trumpet. Uh, and when I, when I see an issue or I see a news story that may be intriguing, or I see something that I feel like individuals need to be on lookout for or something that is going to affect not just me, but everybody around me. I try to share that that information with people, but I know that Facebook at least has this 
tendency of censoring certain posts. I've learned this a while back that they censor Christian posts. But if it's a immoral post or a post of us, a girl posting a selfie or is it some meme or something, thousands upon thousands of people tend to see it. But if it's a post warning you about a potential war or something that's coming, then yeah, Facebook kind of does away with it because they want to keep the peace. They want to keep it completely left-sided. They want to keep positive vibes. You know, all of the nonsense, all of the new age nonsense that is being pushed in this day and age. Because it's all about chakra now. It's all about being positive. It's all about the universe and spirituality. All, everything except for God. Everything except for God. Anything except for God, it seems like. That is the narrative of today's society. Because these people are rebellious. They don't want to be told what to do. Um, Serving God means that there's a certain standard that you're going to have to uphold. And a lot of people feel that way, that they don't want to uphold that standard. So they choose to suppress the truth and unrighteousness, like the book of Romans tells us, and lie to say about that they're an atheist. That's a lie. You're not an atheist. You believe in something. You know? So, again, to be vigilant means that we need to blow the trumpet, be the watchman on the wall, and share the truth exposed what is unseen that people may not necessarily see because it's most of the time masked with subliminal agents or subliminal messaging. Like a lot of these movies that we watch, a lot of these movies contain um, subliminal messaging. You know, like the, I mean, for instance, like the 9-11 attack. Um, they talked about that in several movies and TV shows prior to it happening, but no one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Nobody. I mean, you would really have to be a special person to have seen that coming. But I feel that that event right there has created a whole nother genre of individuals in this world. The truth community will say that analyzes everything now. So some good actually did come out of that. Um, as much as it hard, it's hard for me to say. <sighs> so it's going to be very difficult for something to just happen without somebody having some sort of intuition or an idea or even an explanation for it happening. Okay. So basically, you know, as a Christian, these are characteristics and these are just, you know, a few. The Lord expects a lot of us, you know, he calls us to be holy. He calls us to be holy. He tells us that we, you know, because he is holy, we also should be holy. And I've been saying this several times to people that to be holy does not necessarily mean to be perfect. It just means to be set apart. It means to be different. It means to be like God. God is set apart from all. 
So if the Lord is calling us to be holy and he's calling us to be vigilant, he's calling us to be sober, we have a job to do. Christians need to be sober because the rest of the world is drunk. Most people are out. Like, well, this is Friday night here. And most people are out. Well, not most, but a lot of people will say are out and about at the club, drunk, hungover, doing God knows what, not thinking about anything that's occurring in the world today. Not thinking about salvation, not thinking about the future, you know, and it's up to us as believers in Christ to relay those, relay the message of Jesus, of course, but to also tell people, hey, um, you know, a potential war may be on the horizon. I'm just looking right now at um, the news and it's saying that Iran, China and Russia are practicing naval drills in the Indian Ocean. I had a girl try to tell me, I, I shared this on Facebook. She tried to tell me that the source was unreliable or the, the web, I'm sorry, the website was unreliable. So I'm like, well, why would you say that the website is unreliable? So, and, and, I'm, and, you know, I try hard to not judge anybody, honestly, but I can tell that, you know, by looking at, you know, where she was from and her appearance, sadly, that she is in definitely on the left side of the fence. And the website that I shared that story happens to be a little bit more conservative uh, than it does to be neutral. But that's beside the point. The source was reliable because Fox News also um, reported on it. Now I don't think it's a secret at this point I, because it's so it's the new the story is so big it's so serious right now that everyone is talking about it everyone's talking about it and in fact you have some really foolish people out there who are actually making jokes about this now too they're making jokes I've already seen memes I've already seen jokes it hasn't even been 48 hours and people are already laughing about this. This is not a laughing matter, folks. It's not a laughing matter. I mean, this could be this could mean the death of a lot more soldiers, honestly. And they're they have the nerve to sit up and make light talk about it and joke about it. And I, I don't honestly see anything funny about it at all. But there are some people who still have their head in the sand. Some Christians that still have their head in the sand. They're just worried about going to church on Sunday. Just worried about paying their tithes. Just worried about receiving their blessing. What are they going to wear to church? When are you going to start reading the Bible? When are you going to start doing what the Lord commanded us to do? Which is be sober. To be vigilant. What do you think? That we're just supposed to sit here and twiddle our fingers as Christians? Are we just supposed to stand around, wait for the Lord to come back? Take us to that great mansion in heaven? And we just sit here and do nothing? Absolutely not. How many people does the devil have to devour? How many? I know there are Christians right now who are struggling some of them dealing with depression, anxiety, fear, 
financial problems. All of the things that the Lord told us that if we seek him first in his kingdom, we wouldn't have to worry about. But you would be surprised how many people actually don't know that verse in Matthew. A Christian who does not read their Bible is disabled. You cannot be sober if you don't read the word of God because you don't know how to be sober if you don't read the word of God. Again, I'm not referring to alcohol, but the Bible clearly tells us what we need to avoid and and why we need to avoid it. All we need to do is just listen. And that's it. You know, World War Three could be potentially on the horizon right now. Like it really could. Because this escalated very fast. And personally I don't I don't know what's going to occur. I really don't. But what I can do is share with everybody out there something that I've shared on social media. I've shared this on my YouTube channel, Biblical Truth Central. I've shared it there. Yesterday, the Lord spoke to me right when I woke up. And he said, seven storms across America. There was no explanation as far as what that meant. But I'm pretty sure he did not mean seven uh, weather weather patterns or anything of that nature. I think we're talking about something, something else. Is it war? I don't know. Is it some sort of biological warfare outbreak? I'm not sure. Hollywood seems to be obsessed with making movies like that. I have no clue what this means. I'm, I pray that the Lord continues to give me revelation as far as what these seven storms will be. And as time goes on, um, I'm going to keep on you know, watching, keep doing research. And if the Lord reveals more to me, I will definitely share it with um, all platforms. You know, the Lord doesn't share things with us that he doesn't desire for us to share with others. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Believers, we need to wake up. We have got to wake up. We have got to figure out what is important in our lives. For the Bible tells us that if we aim to please men, how in the world are we going to ever please God? But if you aim to please God, there's no way that you'll be able to please men. For the Bible also tells us that fear not him who can kill the body, which is a man, but fear him who can kill the body and cast the soul into hell, which is God. So that's a no-brainer there as far as who you should be serving. Okay? These are the last days, and I know I say that a lot. I really do. And I, I can't help, you know, but say that, especially when I see what I see and I, I look around me every single day. 
a week or two ago, I had a conversation with a 91-year-old woman. And she asked me a question. She said, why do you think things are so bad now? And I, I told her why, I at least why I felt like things were bad. I told her that this was prophetic and that the Bible itself is, you know, prophecy is coming to pass. It told us in the last days that things were going to get extremely bad in the last days. I mean, the number one killer of people in 2019 was abortion. Hundreds of thousands of children, mass, just mass murder. Mass murder. It is murder. And, and this woman, she, she went on to say, you know, it was never this bad when I was growing up. Uh, mind you, this is a 91-year-old woman. And I am only in my mid-30s. So she has been alive almost two times over my age. And for her to say that it has never been this bad in her life than what she's experiencing now. And I've been hearing a lot of elderly people say things like that. And we've never seen it like this. We just don't understand what's going on in the world today. Well, in the last days, the hearts of men will wax cold. As the book of Matthew tells us. People are going to not recognize love anymore. People are not going to show it. People are going to be short patient. We see a lot of short patience these days. We see a lot of people not helping each other. We see a lot of adults hurting young children. And that, that sickens me. All of the child molestation cases, child rape. The, the human trafficking it, it's it's on the, it's on the rise there's a lot of there's just there's so much evil going on in the days you know i i have to say are we close to the days of noah now my neighbor doesn't seem to think so but i i personally feel like we are we we are i really do but just when you think things can't get any worse they tend to get worse just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And it makes you question things like, you know, God, you know, why is this happening? How many more people need to die? How many more children need to be kidnapped and murdered? How many more abortions need to be taken over until you come back? And it's an honest question that a lot of Christians ask themselves and even myself. Every time I come across a story that involves a child, I just say, why? Why? You know, I understand that it's not for us to to question the Lord and for us to, you know, be children of obedience. And we have to understand that things happen in this world because sin is in this world. A lot of people like to often blame God, but it's not God's fault. It's a sin. It's a sin problem. You know, man is given free will to act upon himself. God has not made us robots. He has not have us on strings like puppets. He doesn't. People are going to do what 
they want to do. I'm not saying God can't intervene. Of course he can. But mankind is an evil, fallen creature that requires salvation. That requires to be born again through the blood of Jesus Christ. For the flesh cannot see heaven. For at least a man be born again, he cannot see heaven. That's a fact. It's the most important fact that you'll ever hear in your life. No doubt. I feel I feel that we are at the the end of the age. Here into 2020. Going into the new decade. It's going to be a very, very, very eventful decade. I feel I feel it's going to be a lot of bloodshed. It's going to be a lot of pain and suffering going on. But I also feel like a lot of people are going to come to Christ, too. You know, when people see all of the things that's going on in the world currently, it begins to compel them to come to the Lord. It compels them to come because of they, they see... That the direction that the world's going in and then it's not getting better. You still have people who actually feel like the world is going to get better when it's only getting worse. It's not getting better. It's only getting worse. There's no way that the world can be better. I mean, the Bible says that the only way that this world will be better is if it's cleansed by fire, meaning it needs to be destroyed and the new heaven and new earth shall be created. But in the end, we win. Let us always remember that. Believers in Christ. So if you would, study 1 Peter 5, chapter 8. Okay? Study it and, and, and question yourself as a Christian. You know, ask yourself, what am I doing for God? Am I being vigilant? Am I being sober? Am I being watchful of the devil since he is that roaring lion that's watching me from afar, trying to see when I slip up? The Bible tells us that if we resist the devil, he shall flee from us. Jesus fought the devil in the desert after he fasted for 40 days, not with his hands, but with the word of God. Reciting verses to put Satan in his place. And we can do the same thing. This is why it's important for us to read the word of God. This is why it's important for us to dwell chapter after chapter, verse after verse, because the King James Bible possesses power and authority too. keep your Bibles open. Stay on your knees praying and keep being hopeful. God bless you all. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I shall see you in the next episode. Feel free to share any of these episodes. Go back, if you're new to the podcast, go back and watch um, old episodes. The first episode has my testimony, my personal testimony that will tell you about me. And I hope you all have a great, great weekend. Like I said, God bless.